To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's coming up 11 away from 7 and joining us now out of the UK is our correspondent, Gavin Gray. Gavin, so we're back on this issue of Northern Ireland and the protocol. What's the latest here? We are indeed. So in a few hours' time now, Heather, we're likely to see the government publish its proposals to scrap parts of the Northern Ireland Protocol. Now, the Northern Ireland Protocol is part of the Brexit deal, and it keeps Northern Ireland inside the European Union's single market for goods. So in other words, when goods go from Wales, Scotland and England on the mainland over to Northern Ireland, they have to be checked. And it's a very contentious element of the Brexit Treaty. And unionists, people that uh, want to remain in the UK and live in Northern Ireland, are furious that they're being treated differently. So the government is intending unilaterally on its own, without the permission of the EU, to scrap parts of the deal, which it says is within international law. The EU is saying, oh, no, 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 you signed a treaty We've come up with our own proposals, and I think somewhere along the line, they're going to have to sit down and thrash this out, because at the moment, there is no governing body in Northern Ireland, because the people that don't like this protocol are refusing to sit in uh, the Assembly, and so the Assembly isn't operating at all, because under the agreement, both sides have to take part. So it is a bit of a mess. We'll be interesting to see what the government lays out. I think we'll then hear probably the threat from the European Union of legal action. Uh, They threatened that before and paused it. I can see them threatening again. Either way, I think this is going to dominate our headlines here for a while. Yeah, I suspect it's just opening it all up again. Um, I see Harry and Meghan only got 15 minutes with the Queen. Is that is is she quite cross with them, do you think? Well, I, I look, I, I think partially, I think there's a little bit of that. Partially as well, I think it was a heck of a busy weekend and she obviously wasn't feeling uh, brilliant. This was the Platinum Jubilee uh, four-day celebration. Uh, and it also coincided with Lilibet, Prince Harry and Meghan's daughter, uh, her first birthday. So big celebrations. First time the Queen had met little Lilibet. One of the things that I think really caused a bit of an upset and some friction was Harry and Meghan said, oh, and we want to bring along our official photographer and uh, rumours possibly of a videographer as well. Now, bearing in mind they are making a Netflix documentary, uh, the idea that this first meeting of one-year-old Lilibet with 96-year-old namesake uh, Elizabeth II uh, and do it in front of uh, a camera that may or may not have footage that ends up or stills that end up on Netflix was something that Her Majesty, I think, and courtiers decided no. So they said, no, you cannot bring along any official photographer. You cannot bring along anyone else. Just you two, Lilibet and Archie, thank you. Uh, But you're right, 15 minutes is pretty dismissive, but not as dismissive as the fact that in the days that Harry and Meghan were here, I don't think they met William and Kate at all. In fact, I'm not even sure they spoke face to face. I was going to ask you about that, Gavin. So it sounds like the closest that they came to each other was at one stage five metres away. Yeah, and hardly looked at one another across the divide of St. Paul's Cathedral, across the aisle. Mm. Um, and uh, frankly, yeah, I think that's it just goes to show how low their uh, uh, relationship is at the moment. Despite reports that it was warming up and getting better, I still don't think that's anywhere near the case. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Gavin, thank you so much. Gavin Gray, UK correspondent. 